Today's chat is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial over at www.audibletrial.com FFC. With over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player, this is a great alternative for keeping up with the monthly Focus Fire book club. Welcome to Focus Fire Chat. Explore together. Welcome back for episode 99 of Focus Fire Chat, recorded live on September 1st, 2017 on Twitch.tv. Big shout out to the live chat here. Thank you so much for spending your evening with us. This is your host, Blue Crew 86. Alongside me, we have the man who has been said has the voice of a flower. What is your name this week? This week, my name is Destiny Wan. <laughs> and you can say goodbye to me. I don't know whether or not to be offended slightly. <laughs> well, either way, I'm going tonight, so. That's true. Yeah, I'm not going to be here to offend you long. So, no, uh, you know, at it's it's a bit I've been doing. It's kind of a running joke that I try to make a name out of the subjects for like the last like 10 episodes or something. Uh, and this one was a very hard one, but I I settled on Destiny Wan. <laughs> you might say I'm the chosen one. Oh, God. So anyways, anyways, um, <laughs> be sure to let Mel know we miss her over on Twitter at the wind of the stars. I spoke with her earlier. She actually has had um, work has started scheduling Friday nights for her. So she's trying to fix that or she's trying to figure that out. But we want to show her support while she's trying to get everything sorted out for all that hectic scheduling. But from the depths of the madness inducing mining apps, we are joined by our favorite Gunter, the one and only green eyed music lover. Green, hope you're doing well. You looking forward to tonight's I, chat, reading, remembrance? What do we want to call tonight's Remembrance episode? makes it sound like a funeral. kind of does. I mean, it, 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 it kind of it is. It's no. Not, it's, not, it's not the death of Destiny 1, but it's the, the death raising of, it's of the, Destiny 2. Oh, okay, okay. It's the death of our vaults and puppies. We are oh. gathered. <laughs> that makes me really sad. Okay, guys. I don't care what you thought about the the trailer that released yesterday, the live trailer, the writing for the puppies. That is like the most triggering type writing you could do for me where hashtag, I'm like hashtag for the puppies. Um, for the I'm puppies. Going, I'm going to kill everything for the puppies. Actually, actually uh fun note in the Australian version of that <laughs> advertisement, of uh, the puppy explodes. <laughs> Does it really? Are you just? Yeah, you haven't. Are you, you haven't just, seen that? Are you just being yourself? I think you. You know yourself. that. You know that just there were there were me. different ones. Like there were different ones for the different <laughs> regions. The because uh, uh, I yeah. know I know Bice they blew up the tea. Oh, I of see. Coffee. I see. Instead of coffee. Yeah. Oh, that makes I'm sense. I'm a little upset that they blew up that guitar, but it looked like kind of a crappy <laughs> guitar anyways. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh okay. So Black Flag 
funny you bring that up about the Titan thing. Oh, I don't, don't, don't. Why are you doing this? Someone's, okay. someone's being a traitor. I'm not being a traitor. I'm not being a traitor. I will start a hunter first. But I did say last night that I would start a Titan and I'm getting the Titan lanyard because I kind of like it. Kind kind of like it. Cleans nails with his knife and looks at you like you grew a third eye. Hey, hey, hey. It's fine. I'm having to abandon Xbox at the moment because mine, for some reason, decided to crash after the update where it's not going to do anything. You're not making it better. I'm going to be on PS4 to start. That's just that's just going to happen. It's going to be how it is for a little while. So I'm going to be a PS4 for a little bit. And I can't do game night with you now because of it. It's been kind of a stressful. Can Can you not take it to the. Uh, did it? So it bricked itself completely or well, it, it didn't break itself. It It's just resetting. It set. Okay. So it, and it, this is kind of a common thing that happened yesterday after they did the update is that it did the out of box opening. So like if you just pulled it out of box, everything that you had to load into, mm-hmm. it did that. Well, for mine, I entered in the language and the region and everything. And the next thing on it is networking. And so you have wired or wireless decision. I have mine wired in because, you know, it's faster. Right, right, right. It doesn't recognize it. It doesn't recognize wired or wireless. So I am literally locked out of my own Xbox because I can't move past that screen because it has to be connected to Internet. Huh. So, yeah. It is, and I'm really mad, and I messaged Microsoft, and it's not helping. Sorry, I I was just, like, typing in chat, but, yeah, I'm getting the same thing over here, actually. But mine comes and goes in waves. Like, there there are times where, um, like, uh, it won't let me do anything, and and then it it says set up your network, and then when I go to set up my network that I know is good because I'm obviously on the Internet talking Mm -hmm. to you guys right now, Right. It, it'll tell me it can't find the network and then it'll tell me the games that I know I can play offline. Um, it tells me that I can't because I need to be online. It's the I weirdest even, thing. Yeah. But I it did that get to that screen though. It's yeah, literally, it's telling it's me I have a hardware issue and I'm like, well, it worked two days ago before this update. What did you do to my hardware? Via I guess that is right. There was an update. Hmm. Now I know who to blame. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, let's run through the intro real quick, and then we're going to jump into the chat. I think everyone should should really appreciate this week's chat. So here we go. Yay. The topic of today's chat is going to be a look at some memories of Destiny 1 that we've gotten from across the communities we're a part of. Before we get into that, however, I do have a few housekeeping notes. In our last chat, we took a look at New Monarchy. If you missed that and have any interest in hearing our thoughts, please be sure to check out the new www.focusfirechat.com for archives of all previous chats, links to the other aspects of Focus Fire Chat out in the internet, and a growing collection of community articles. If you don't mind, please give us some feedback on iTunes to let us know how we're doing, as well as helping us to continue to grow. As many of you already know, Focus Fire Chat is a cross-community gathering where the intent is to offer a week-long, in-depth view of a particular subject from within the lore of Destiny and other games. 
This chat begins every Tuesday morning and runs until the following Tuesday, with topics decided by the group via a poll that begins every Friday and ends on the Tuesday morning of the new chat. Every Friday at around 10 p.m. Central, we get together to stream a recap of the previous week's chat for those who are unable to participate. Please be sure to also give some support to the other podcasts in the Guardian Radio Network, found at theguardiansofdestiny.com. These include Guardian Radio, the first and longest-running Destiny podcast of the net, Guardian One, Ghosts and Echoes, which also has the Destiny audio grimoire from Destiny One, and the network's newest edition, a non-Destiny-focused podcast, Paragon Radio. Our next chat will be a look at the mysterious return of Yes, as well as the announcement for the winner of the 100th episode giveaway. The last chance to enter that is this weekend, so if you haven't already, please be sure to submit a review of the podcast over on iTunes, and be sure to include in that review your Discord username and hashtag FFCD2. But enough about us. Let's take a look at what the past three years have given you. All right, so... Really what this episode is going to be is we asked last week and kind of throughout the week, you know, like we've kind of been saying so far in this intro, um, for you guys to provide us 100% of the content. Um, We are literally going to be your spokespersons for the the information that we got. Now, we did get a couple really, really good audio files um, that we will be playing, but... um, most of them were emails and, and not all of them were long and we'll try to we'll try to kind of hopefully Justin can put some emotion in the voice. Oh, I will emote the heck out of this. <laughs> all right. Well, I think the best way to introduce this entire thing is actually from an article that someone wrote and linked us when we asked them, excuse me. Uh, this is actually from Lone Front Ranger. Uh, she she had e- or she had tweeted at the at us uh, about a time that two two individuals and I believe it's Axarian and Dar Darkside R uh, basically went out of their way in a huge way uh, to help carry her through on a flawless ticket to the lighthouse and. In in the article, I'm going to link the article in the show notes because it was an amazing article, but it, it is a long article, and so I don't want to really read the whole thing here, but I want to read kind of the one, one of the ending conclusions that she said, and I think this is one of the best ways to start this entire episode, and she says, friendship, destiny is first and foremost a first-person shooter. And much of the content can be and is done solo. But where Destiny truly shines is in its split personality as an MMO, while it's playing with your partner and or friends, rolling a full fire team of stupid loadouts in the crucible, and screw losing because you're laughing too hard to care. Two manning nightfalls with your spouse and determining that the two of you combined are worth approximately 0.47 esoteric units. Kicking the ball in the tower, teabagging Crota in the crystal room, forming towers of Hunter in the vault of glass while waiting for synth cooldowns, helping that level 10 kindergarten clear the Mothyard's war set. The real gift of Destiny is in its ability to encourage playing, truly playing, in a joyous and childlike fashion. 
and in the ability that it gives you to help others triumph at whatever challenges they face. And that's end quote. So, I like I said, I I I could not have said that better in my mind. I I think that really does sum up a lot of the joy that you're going to be hearing, you know, from from a lot of people uh, here shortly. Uh, I do, I do want to take a moment real quick. We're going to just get this out of the way. Um, you heard it right before the episode as well, but I'm going to take a moment to talk about audible just a couple seconds. Uh, basically as part of the focus fire chat community, you might notice that we have a monthly book club. And as many of us don't always have time to sit down and read a great alternative can be found over at audible. So the FFC team would like to offer you a chance to try that alternative out by offering you a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to the service. All you have to do is visit www.audibletrial.com/ffc for that and that's that's it. So Really check those out. Um, I know this month the book club is actually doing another Neil Gaiman book. It is uh, Neverwhere. If I, Green, is that correct? Neverwhere? Okay, so it's Neil, excellent. Neil Diamond wrote books? Neil Gaiman. Gaiman? Gaiman? Gaiman. Oh, I Gaiman. thought you said Neil Diamond. No, okay. Diamond Sings. He doesn't read. Oh, okay, cool. He might write. Shizzler just wants me to read to people. So, you know, whatever, whatever works for you guys. But um, yeah, so I'm going to actually hand it off. I don't know, Justin Green, which one of you guys want to take the lead on the. I got I got it. All right. It. All right. Justin, yeah. Justin, can you can you go? You're up, I Justin. I can go. I can go. But I just want to comment on the uh, article from Lone Front Ranger and say, and this is a definitive statement, which I like to stay away from usually. But if you have not wiped in a raid because you were laughing too hard mm-hmm. to be bothered by the boss spawning, you you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Stop. Wait, wait, hang on. Wait, there's there's an other way to run a raid. Yeah, exactly. Like if if you if you have not wiped because you you're just on the floor. You know, laughing. laughing at something. Uh, you know, just just try it. Try it my way. I think you'll find it. <laughs> try but, it my um, way. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, Mark from Guardian Radio, um, Mark Turk, says running Crota, Oryx, and Wrath of the Machine blind are not only some of my favorite moments from D one, but favorite moments I've ever had in gaming too. I also really enjoyed playing Destiny with my son, running prisons. Prison of Elders with him back when it was new is definitely another memorable moment. It was filled with fun and frustration, but a great and memorable time. Um, yeah, so that's I, I've I've had a similar experience being able to actually run it, run a bunch of things with my son, which is which is a cool is a cool moment, and it's also like life hacking when you know. You need to spend time with your son. I want to play video games. Wait a second. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dude, yeah, so. two birds with one stone. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, K-Dub kind of said the same thing. He loves doing the blind runs, and his favorite one that he did was the blind Crota run from Guardian Radio as well. But, you know, we can get into actual uh, FFC community real quick. And jump in with our favorite moderator, Pins Halo, or one of our favorite moderators, Pins. And Pins sent us a thing that says, 
As I look back at my time in Destiny, I remember how, during the time prior to the release, I looked at the game with a pretty critical eye. So many people believed and said that it couldn't help but be great because it was a bungee game. I wasn't convinced, but was intrigued enough to get into the game when it came out. I found it a good game, but the grind and the seeming lack of a story just wasn't holding my attention. When I found Ghost Fragment, The Last World 2, while running the Sepik Strike for what seemed like the thousandth time, I thought I had found a story in Destiny that would hold my attention. I kept grinding away to level up my Titan. I got lucky and got a Galahorn after being dead the entire last battle of the winner's run. And got a fate bringer on my second run in the Vault of Glass, but kept hoping for more inter- information on Dwindler's Ridge. As time passed, other stories took focus. The Maraid and the Books of Sorrows were interesting, but left me with the feeling that I was missing something for a fuller understanding. Once again, my interest started to drift. Then I found Focus Fire. And all of a sudden, all the questions I had were being answered, and in equal parts generated more questions. It became part of my weekly routine to tune in to gain a little bit more understanding and have a laugh. From podcasts to Twitch streams to Discord, the best part of D1 and the best memories has been right here with this part of the community. I can't pick just one because that one is always changing. Thank you for everything and keep doing what you do. Pins. Pins makes me want to cry sometimes. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's probably about the best answer to that. To that is, yeah, <laughs> thank you, pins. <laughs> and I agree. I mean, I really do. Um, the next one actually comes from Jake, and this is actually Jake actually sent us an audio file, so I'm going to play that for us real quick. Hello, Focus Fire Chat. This is Lay Summerstone, or as most of the people in the community know me as, the guy who makes Watermelon XO. Now, when Blue asked me, like, what my favorite memory from Destiny 1 is, it's actually really hard to pin down what that could possibly be, because I've had a really good time with Destiny 1, and so many memories, and, like, I've, I got to be the community focus, I got to be on Guardian Radio... I was on Focus Fire Chat for an episode. I got to take the bungee tour and do the whole reveal event down in LA. So like I'm I'm feeling pretty blessed and um so it's hard to think about one particular time. But if I'm honest, I think the time that just blew me away was when I got to go on a raid with Guardian Radio. Um I think it was like it was right when the King's Fall raid came out. And I like I was just having a really hard time getting anyone to go with me to you know, to do King's Fall. And I usually had a really hard time to get enough people to do a raid with me because I don't have very much time usually. But at the end of the Guardian Radio interview that I did, um, they were like, So, you wanna do a raid? And I was like <laughs> hell yeah, I want to do a raid. This is awesome. So it was it was just cool getting, you know, these guys that I've listened to for like almost, well, probably a year by then or more. And they were basically my teachers on how to do a raid. Um, so that, 
that was just mind blowing and an honor and um uh they're they're just really welcoming cool people and um all right you guys take care thank you jake we really appreciate hearing That's that just I'm a little sad because i I'm a little sad. I feel like he was here and I wanted to talk to him. And now he's gone. <laughs> no, he's gone. He he left. <laughs> he 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 actually he stepped in, did that, and left while you were gone, Justin. Actually, God dang it. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, but uh, <laughs> you want you want to grab the next one? Yes, I will. Um, yes, uh, this one's from Bearded Grizzly. Um, one of my most fondest memories of Destiny was the Stormcaller mission. Never had I felt so 100% attached to a class before in any game than in that moment. The buildup over not having the subclass before TTK really just amplified, haha, <laughs> like it, that mood and the reasoning for the story of now you're ready after all your training really just made me feel more connected to my warlock. I still look back over that cutscene once in a while but it never feels the same as that first time. Of course, neither of the other two subclasses gave me that same intense feeling of connection either. The anticipation and the attuning to the fields was what made it seem mean something more to me. You are a force of nature. I couldn't get over that feeling after I had it, and I still love playing the subclass for that reason. Harmony within, hurricane without. (laughs) Green, you want to grab the next one? Yeah, this one is from Jenga from PMS Clan. Oh man, there are so many. However cliche it is, my greatest memories will definitely be all the lifelong friends I've made inside my clan and in real life. I met so many people in the tower from around me that I hang out with in real life today. I'll forever be thankful for those those tower raid dances. I specifically remember when my fire team first did the lanterns blind and how fun and terrifying it was. The shrieks from the grown adults kept us laughing even as we kept failing. I remember being pretty proud of figuring out the relay in the totems of Kingfall. I'll cherish the dance party we had on the moving thing in the center of Anomaly during one of the first Iron Banners because the other team just utterly gave up. Bubble training like jerks. However, howling anytime we got the strength of the wolf medal. Watching first time raid streams when I couldn't actually raid. Bungie stream reveals the community charity streams. I feel like I could go I could go on forever. D1 has cemented itself in my life in a way that not many other games have, and I will always remember it and the friends I made playing it fondly. And then the next one is from Dishonored Halo, and he sends in, Hey, FFC, Dishonored Halo here from the wilds in the ruins of the Salt Lake Valley. My best memories from D1 would have to be my first raid with my clan and my first tattoo. The first raid I had completed with my clan was Wrath of the Machine. This wasn't my first raid, but it was by far the most positive and lightly salted. My first tattoo is the Skolas' House of Wolves sigil. I got this in the fall of 2015, shortly after my grandpa passed away. I will always cherish this as a reminder of how little time we have with our loved ones and how much this game has helped me through those hard times. 
Thank you all for the great moments, be it green with her summaries of the current topic, blue with his insight into the philosophical relations to anything and everything that seems to draw correlation, or Justin with his ability to leave blue down and out with just a few words. Thank you all. May all your light shine bright through the coming storm. I'm going to start crying during this. It's so (laughs) Justin. My heart is so full in this moment. Um, <laughs> Your drawl is getting really long. When I get emotional, I get country. Um, yeah, so <laughs> the the next one is from my good friend, Charm Pluto. This is a bit of a more personal story. It does involve destiny, but not in the way you think. I think this is an awesome one. This yeah, is this, really is, this is a really good one. Picture it's Guardian Con 2017. I'm with my best friend since third grade and my sister. We're standing in line in the heat just waiting to get in. My buddy and I are chatting about character stuff and headcanons and lore, and we just have a grand old time dying in the Florida sun. (laughs) Then this girl in front of us chimes in, and we get talking and talking, and we end up chilling for a while. I already know who the girl is. Um, Getting lunch at the con, finally she tells us something we weren't expecting. She was supposed to be meeting with a group of friends from Instagram. They had ditched her. So my buddy and I exchanged this look like, oh, hell no. We basically kept her with us through that weekend at the con. Her friends, I don't think, ever showed up either. She flew all the way out from Texas, represent, to be here for her friends to ditch her like that. Royally pissed both of us off. We were not about to let someone's very first con be ruined by shitty people being shitty. Cue like an hour later, and I run into a very familiar face, the almighty toast of butter of WTF Game Nation, as well as Law 1080 of Maricognitum, who is also Bife's community manager. We introduced her to this amazing side of the community, and it was probably the greatest thing I'd ever seen. She got to meet Bife and Cannibal, another Maricognitum admin, and a whole bunch of Destiny A-listers within like a few minutes. With our connections and just being decent humans, we made her weekend. Her Twitch name was L- Lady Puppeteer. It's a little creepy. She sounds awesome, though. And that, <laughs> that Guardian Con, I will never forget for the rest of my life, man. It was the defining moment of, yeah, this is what this community is all about. We're a pack. We don't leave our pack to fend for themselves. Whether you've been playing this game since year one or you picked it up yesterday, it's moments like this that bring everything back into perspective. It blows my mind how absolutely amazing this community is. From shout-outs on the podcast from Taylor B. during the Titanfall episode, to being sharpened through Vault of Glass and earning a Mythoclast, yay, yay, my fourth run, no moment will ever compare to my Guardian Con 2017 weekend. FFC, you guys are an incredible group of lore masters and gunters. I only hope you'll continue to help others see how alive and vast this seemingly storyless game actually is. From podcasts to myself, an infested potato, talking to parents about Last Word, and Dwindler's Ridge. Keep going. You guys inspire us every day. This community is absolutely astounding. Thanks for the best two years of my gaming life. And until we meet again, Pur Adasya Adasra. That was, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. I'm marking that. I'm marking that and I'm making an audio clip. 
Yeah, I, my eyes were scanning and I saw that at the bottom. I was like, oh, going to be a bike moment. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, okay, so. Make it your ringtone in chat. <laughs> <laughs> Every message, it's a message tone. Ah, uh, okay. I'm going to, the next one's going to read is Coengens. Mm-hmm. Is that how you say his name? I think it, yeah, Coengens. Coengens? Co, Cone Jans. C-O-E-N-J. I like that you asked me how to pronounce something. That's, that's like uh-huh. probably on the list of one of the worst ideas ever. Okay. Coengens. We'll just say it that way. If it's not that way, message me on Twitter and I will correct it next episode if I remember. If I remember. For me, it was playing my first blind raid, which was quite late for me as a day one guardian. It wasn't until Wrath of the Machine. I joined my clan flashover sometime before and was avoiding all raid footage. I had time to run the raid. I posted in our Discord's LFG, or I posted in our Discord's raid LFG for a blind run. I said I didn't mind having the encounters explained by the time we got there but no other spoilers. We got to access access part one and finished it. Access part two. We did the next day. It was a blast. I plan to do an entirely blind run D2 when it drops the second story. First hard mode wrath of the machine. I stayed up until five in the morning to finish it. Most of the clan are in the U S or I'm Europe. It was great time. Regards. Coengines. Yay! All right. Question: Have did you ever do a blind raid? Have I ever done a blind raid? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I did uh, Vault of Glass blind and Crota's End blind. And I did not. I'm trying to think. I think I did some of King's Fall blind. See, that's the one I, I actually skipped that day, aka sick, and watched the raid runners. Yeah, see, I never, I never watched, I, I, I never watched the Raid Runners, but I, oh no, King's Fall, King, so like I did the first half kind of King's Fall of kind of like pseudo blind, um, and then like I got pulled into one with Bell, and I got kicked out because Bell, Bell likes running the raids blind, and I was like, uh, well, hey, in my defense, in my defense, I did not say anything. I just made noises when they were doing the wrong thing. <laughs> it, was, it was like, I was like, uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> I know those noises. <laughs> so. God. No but, wonder yeah. she kicked you out. <laughs> She's like, I don't want you telling me what to do. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, man. All right. Our next one. Well, did you? So you haven't ever done a blind raid? Mm. Nope, I've always ran it after having watched somebody because I never had a raid team that was ready to go day one. And I was too impatient to know the story. Oh, so yeah, I, yeah, I always watched this, everybody else run the raids and then ran it later on when my team was ready to go. So if somebody wants to run a raid, maybe not day one, because that's in two weeks once the, the, uh, it's just going to be uh-uh, really uh-uh, fast. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> 
if somebody in community wants to run a raid blind with me, I would I would love to accept uh, except you're not going to be on the Xbox. So I well I hope so. I hope I'm going to be on Xbox because I have D2 for both Xbox and PlayStation, but I don't have an Xbox that works at the moment. So we'll see how fast I can get that rectified. We'll see. All right. The next one is actually from, I'm going to mispronounce it, Nuseva Angel. Mm-mm. Is it Nuseva? Oh, it is Nuseva. Nuseva? Nuseva. We're going to call him N.A. Anyways, after House, of Wolves, <laughs> <laughs> after House of Wolves came out, I was looking to do POE and found two guys on Facebook wanting a third for the fire team. So joined up, added both the friends list, and we've been playing together ever since. Completed multiple nightfalls and raids together and play together on a weekly basis. For Destiny 2, we've made a new clan with just the three of us, as most people in the old clan we're a part of won't be continuing into Destiny 2. Pour one out for those people for their mistake. That's one of the best memories I have from Destiny. Making real friends. I love it. I love uh, it. I, I can't tell you how many very, 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 very real friends I've ended up with out of this game. Um, I mean, among among whom are green and blue and, you know, other people from my clan and and people from this community who are actually in the chat right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy the way this game has brought people together. Yeah. You but know, Justin, um, this is just, this is just internet friends, right? No, no, these are not just internet friends. Like these are real <laughs> friends. Like literally if, if pins, have you seen the movie, the town? No. You've never seen that movie. So there's a, there's, they're, they're like from Boston. They're like really rough, rough and tumble people from Boston. Anyways, there's a scene. Um, there's a scene where Ben Affleck's character comes in and asks, uh, "Who's the guy that plays Hawkeye in the Avengers movies?" I can see his face, but I can't tell you the actor. Okay. Jeremy. So, it, anyways, like this is this is gonna, yeah, yeah, this is gonna explain like how I feel about like someone like Pins, okay? Um, like uh, Ben Affleck's character comes into that other dude's house and says, "Hey." I'm going to need you to come with me. We're going to hurt some people. Okay. I don't want you to ask no questions. And the other guy looks at him very seriously and goes, whose car are we taking? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about a lot of the friends I've made over destiny. Like if they came to me in the middle of the night, like we're going to go right now, we're going to hurt some people. I'd be like, whose car are we taking? Um, but, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this, the the friendships and the weird spinoff friendships and the you know like the the contacts you end up out of this game are just ridiculous so um anyways sorry to derail the whole no. thing no you want to yeah. grab my, uh chargoons bad yeah I'll, I'll do chargoon with my bad boston accent salty accent um Salty, salty mm. accent. No, salty. I know you said salty, but salty. Works. My south, my salty, salty accent. Um, hi everyone. I don't know if you're taking dispatches for the next few Destiny chats, but I thought, what the heck? Here are three of my favorite Destiny moments over the past three years, and I hope decent talking points for you guys and ladies as well. Uh, earning my first exotic weapon. 
the bad juju from the original quest line. Remember the smoke blocking the reticle? Uh, reaching max level for the first time after a lucky Iron Banner chess piece reward just before taking King dropped. Got one of each class fully leveled now. Number three, getting to witness the huge fan base grow despite Bungie's hiccups. I miss the Halo bubble thanks to the M ratings and empty pockets, but being a small part of this one has been great. And when y'all went in depth about my Sunbreakers and the Lighthouse question, you totally made my day. Oh, you're welcome. Love the podcast and how organized and fun it is. Wow. No dead air or group friction. Nice. Sincerely, Chargoon. P.S. Random Hypothesis. Guardian guns shoot shaped cartridges of glimmer. Internal computers transmute that gl- that material into bullets and propellant at trigger pull. This means the switchable perks real in the Destiny universe explains misaligned magazines and barrels, i.e. scout rifles, and why sidearms are antiquated. Hmm. Okay. That's pretty pretty darn good. It's a good thought. I mean, we do know that some of them have uh, different types of projectiles, not necessarily bullets, but light or energy. Materia. Um, Materia. We, we've got, we've got an example of that with super good advice. It's, That's true. Uh, it's, it shoots programmable ordnance. Yeah. Smart, smart ordnance, which knows after the fact, whether or not it struck its target. So weird. Such a weird but interesting perk. All right. So this one, I this one's kind of special because this is Taylor. And Taylor, I feel bad because the last episode we did was the um, the uh, New Monarchy episode. And I feel like Taylor and I just kind of rubbed the wrong way on this one. So I, I'm glad to be able to read his because we had totally different opinions about New Monarchy and we had a we hashed it out. That's the nice thing about this community. You can hash things out and it's not a big deal afterwards. It's not like girls holding on to things forever and ever. Anyway, uh Taylor says, when I picked up D1, it was when the beta switched to open and was extended. My friend had to basically pull my teeth to get me to play since I didn't play first person shooters at the time. I tried them out here in there growing up, but typically that story ended with my brother or his friend stomping me and leaving me to play something else. So when I was finally convinced to try the free free beta and give D1 a chance, I was walking and literally trying to find reasons not to like it. I loaded up the opening mission, and yes, there was certainly a learning curve, and the experience was like nothing I'd ever played before. I never truly, I never felt truly immersed in a game this way before, at least not in years. What sealed the deal, though, was the first time I woke the hive. That dark room, and only and with only my muzzle flashes to light it, and the timidity of my Dinklebot beforehand hit me in a place few games could. So even though it was tough, I kept going. When the beta finished, I pre-ordered immediately and spent the next two weeks wondering what would happen next in my Guardian's adventure. After release, I tore through the story and Grimoire eating up every bit of lore I could. When the raid dropped, I put myself out there looking for a raid team just to have access to more story, even if I typically didn't like LFG sites prior. Fast forward to the years and expansions and playing daily, and you see this guy now, in his 30s, walked into Destiny not playing first-person shooters, 
with multiple books of tri- books of triumph complete, and even a couple of trips to the lighthouse under his belt. The best part of it all, though, it's not improvement in my gameplay. It's been the community. Between FFC, my raid team, shout out to Team Coco, and the Greater Destiny fan base, I've had more positive influence, friendships, and interactions than I had ever had in any community growing up as an avid gamer. That's the real beauty of Destiny. Bungie can't really market that. The best thing the game ever did was bring us all together. Thank you for the content, guys. Hope to hear your voices for years to come. Happy 100, best Taylor B. A little early on the 100, but I I totally agree with him on that one. I did not play a lot of the first-person shooters until Destiny. I think the only other first-person shooter I ever touched was uh, Borderlands. And beyond that, I, I had Halo, but I really never delved into Halo. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, um, Jacob's. Yeah, let's do Jacob You want to do Jacob? Oh, can or? I do? Can I yeah, do Jacob? Yeah, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> hey, FFC crew. Just wanted to tell you one of my worst D1 memories. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He went another way with it. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, anyways, so until the Sunbreaker quest, I had no idea how to use my super. When I saw all these titans popping bubbles and smashing, I wanted to so bad to. And whenever the supercharge notification came up on my screen, I just ignored because I had no idea what to do. Just wanted to let you know, definitely one of my favorite memories is exploring the Vault of Glass. The Templar's Well has so many places to explore. My cousin and I found the highest accessible point in that room. It's up on the rocks in the back where the secret entrance is. And we also discovered you can get into the enemy spawn door on the far back left, but not out. Turns out you can also go far left, be a sword flying, and reach this rock ledge. This area could could be my favorite spot in Destiny. Also, what's really fun is getting over that Vex portal in the jumping puzzle mm-hmm. without any jumping pads. And yes, it's doable. Lots of sword flying and careful rock climbing. Anyways, wanted to let you know one of my favorites and least favorite D1 memory. Thanks for giving my ramblings a listen. By the way, or is it what's BTW mean? By the, By way. the way. Okay. Okay. Jacob. I always want to put a V where the underscore is. Jacob the crab. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, I, I never did all the sword flying stuff. I like to do the jumping. <laughs> you could do some pretty awesome climbing with the swords, too. Where you can use the sword attack to climb up a wall. I did that a lot during the Oryx raid in the room that is not PG. <laughs> oh, yeah, room? yeah. The yeah. boop room. Uh huh. The boop room. That's a nice way to put it. That's the internal combustion chamber of the Dreadnought. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of friction in that room. Anyways, uh-huh. moving on. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I'm two martinis in and I didn't go. But my body, my body is telling me yeah. All right, you want to go to Sky Grievers? 
Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. Hey guys. Sounds like Sky a Griever. <laughs> Sky Griever here. First of all, thank you for this awesome podcast. I wanted to share my favorite D1 story slash memory. I'm an Alpha Guardian, barely. I played through the Alpha. I was in awe taking my first steps in the Cosmodrome and imagining all that awaited us. Sadly, that was it. No one in my friend group was interested in the game, and I felt it would be overwhelmed playing by myself, so I ended up not getting the game at release. Release, Dark Blow, and House of Wolves came and went by. All the while, I kept reading up on a game that I didn't play, but longed for. When I moved to another state, I decided to finally pick it up since I was living alone, but again felt overwhelmed and was too shy to actually reach out to anyone online. Around July 2016, I again decided to give it a try. Yes, I'm nothing, if not persistent. This time, in my main console, PS4, we forgive you, and decided to post on the R Fireteam subreddit to find someone to help me th- with the Refer a Friend quest. That's how I met the guy I'm proud to call one of my best friends in the world. Even though we've never met in person, this guy's helped me power through long nights taking down gods and capping fools in the Crucible. And now, here we are, standing side by side as equals, ready to embark on this new adventure that is D2. Sincerely, a titan in a warlock's body. <laughs> that's just a whole. That's like a. That's like a turducken. Of <laughs> <laughs> uh, bad stuff going tur- on. Like, have you ever tried a turducken? No. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Listen, I love the, the sound of the the beer can. Click, click. No. <laughs> I kind of feel like I feel like if Traveler had wanted a duck in there, he put it in there. Oh, <laughs> kind of my thoughts. Oh kind man, of my thoughts on there. <laughs> Turducken right, wrong. I'm gonna I'm gonna let the uh, Rainbow Death Squad be read by the. Thank the you, Rainbow Death Squad person. Yeah. Good day. Good day, FFG. <laughs> you reach. You should read the whole card that way. <laughs> for the win. Good day, FFG. Destiny has been more than a game for me. It's been an experience. A lot of things have coalesced around this experience. The community would have been, would have to be the ongoing draw to the game. Building relationships with new people across the world and cementing old friendships through a common appreciation has been heartening. Whether through the establishment of the Rainbow Death Squad or the connection to a lower community, FFC. I've had the chance to connect with and care about people while the world would be just too big to know otherwise. I am blessed to know people who both thirst for knowledge and thirst for a form of righteous action in a story. Some are here to grind and collect. Others are here to get away from a demanding life of service to their family. In the end, my favorite moment of Destiny 1 has been each instance of shared struggle against the darkness. Kiko Machinist. Oh. Rainbow Death Squad! <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I, can't even, I can't even... I I'm can't even... You- there's so much spit on my screen, I can't even read chat. <laughs> Clean it. Oh, Kiko, I'm giving you an like an audible hug right now for that reading. Cause that's what you get. 
<laughs> I feel oh. like someone should just lean in and go, what did we learn? <laughs> wow. Oh, man. For some reason, I think he would approve. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of feel like that needs to be the voice of an NPC. Like somebody with a lateral list. Oh yeah, God. just like where you going? <laughs> can you do the? Can you do the? Uh, we we've woken the hive with a lateral lisp. Oh, we've woken the hive. You gotta make some things like with some some C's, some soft C's, and some S's. Some S's. But let's move on before yeah. I conclude. You yeah. have a whole thing, and we spit everywhere. Yeah, but that's what pop filters are for. So we've got Silver Loki next. Hey guys and gals, I know that you've all asked for some of our memories from the last three years of Destiny 1. Typically, I'd love to pick one story and tell that as a representation of what I love about this game. After a week of thinking, though, I honestly couldn't narrow it down to just one story. My first Vault of Glass completion, going flawless for the first time, and only time after nearly two years of struggle... 12 to 16 hour days of helping friends and clan mates beat orcs to complete their year two moments of triumph and all the friends I have made while playing this game that I wouldn't have even considered to be online friends anymore. Then there is getting wrapped in stories of lore hidden away in the game. This game has meant so much for me over the last three years, three years of drive commitment and effort just because I love what the game represents and what it can become as well as the community. And that might be my favorite part of it all, this community. Sure, there are bad seeds and apples out there, but as a whole, I've never seen a community rally together the way we have to help the other Guardians both need in need, both in game and out of game. We raise money for charities all year round, either individually or as a group. For example, Dr. Lupo raising 10... Uh, 10 thousand plus for make a wish or guardian con raising 1.3 million for st jude's to make some of the most impressive events possible to help out where it matters the most seriously this community has been built around this game means everything to me thank you to everyone who has helped build it to to what it is and will continue making it better oh gosh all these heartfelt ones. It's like, ah, I, I feel like, I feel like Justin should take the next one just because of the name. Catalucci. <laughs> I feel like it should break out. Way a song down louder in the cat. I knew he was going to do it. I knew it. <laughs> yes. I learned agree. a lot about living and a little about love. Um, oh, oh yes. yes that's here my we are right there i need to know the etymology of this name catalucci <laughs> get at me um here we are i i can only imagine you seminole indian um but here at the final week before d2 drops i think back and smile this game that kept pulling me back to orbit to find one more ghost one more grimoire card while it gave me disappointments like losing elemental damage on the stranger's rifle, it also did something that can't be measured by Grimoire score or KD. This game connected this player who had never played COD or Halo. I know what? Mm-hmm. With, the, with the DOD community, then a clan, 
and then a member of my clan, shout out for Diablo72, suggested, I listened to some of the lore cast, and that expanded my game community more with all the wonderful nuts at Focus Fire Chat. So before I introduce Gary, the space new, to my little friend, <laughs> I wanted to... God... I wanted to send out my thanks to all those who have explored, fought, and laughed with me along the way. Now let's fight for the last city, the late night dance parties at the tower, the ramen shops, and most of all, puppies. Mm-hmm. D2, D2, here we come. Catalucci. Way yeah. down yonder on the Catahoochie. It gets higher than Hoochie Coochie. I like that song. That was like early childhood for me though is that like alan jackson i think so yep mm-hmm. all right you want to do you want to i have i have a couple audio files do you want to throw uh one of them in here right real quick i have one yeah. for, from from our our good friend over over on that sir wallen lore the lore potato yay all right here's 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 wallen Hey guys, Wally here, and I hope you're enjoying the entire podcast thus far. It was an honor to be on their episode when we discussed the new monarchy and sort of the philosophy behind them. But on to the topic at hand, the best destiny moment, or my favorite memory in my opinion, was the first time we set through those giant metal doors on Venus and found ourselves in the Vault of Glass, facing off against the Templar, the Gorgons, and finally Atheon. I never completed the raid on the first day of launch though and to be honest i didn't even complete it in the first week i came back almost three weeks later to be carried through by a bunch of my buddies but that was what sparked my initial interest in the lore of destiny why are the vex in the vault why did they even make it in the first place why do we go between past and future versions or at the time we thought at least they were mars and venus those good old-fashioned call-outs kind of brings back a lot of good memories of the game, exploring the lore, and getting some fat loots with the fire team at your back. <laughs> I love Vault of Glass. Yeah, that's a good one. That's, a, then, that's still a fun one to play today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. It's, I, I love, love the Vault of Glass. Famous uh, video, the best video game level ever. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and that beats out the the Halo level where it's which one is it where it's the end and you drive out with a warthog with the warthog with the warthog the first time not the second time. I is don't that, know. That's pretty close. Both of is them that are. CE? Yeah, that was CE. Yeah, yeah, CE. When you drive out the second time with the warthog was all right. The, the first time was the best. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, Green, you want to grab uh, Archangels? Sure. This is from Archangel083. There are a couple of things that I really enjoyed about playing Destiny. Just the hype of the game was amazing. Beating the raid for my first time and finding some friends who I'd connected with and consider my best friends even, though I've never met them in person. This community is great, and I boast about all the wonderful things that Guardians do. Then I have to explain what Guardians are. Then I play Destiny. <laughs> Thank you guys for being for the awesome podcast. I'm just going to interject real quick. You know, <laughs> um, moving here. So most of you realize if you've listened to the podcast that I just moved from Kansas to Colorado. 
I have no connection here in Colorado besides I have a, a few family members in the Denver area, but that's not where I'm living currently. And one of the fun things and kind of sad things is that I actually was able to take my friends with me. And one of the things that Julie, when I talked about is that Julie had not been able to make friends very quickly because we hadn't started jobs yet, but I was able to take all my friends that were online, Jay, Justin, anybody in the FFC crew, pins, everybody who was checking in on, I was able to take you guys with me. And I didn't have that lag of not having friends in a new place. And I think that's pretty special, at least for me. And I'm two martinis in, so let's keep moving. <laughs> We're portable, is what I just yeah. heard. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, yes, you are. This one, this one actually has a email and an audio file. Uh, infested potato. And so you guys will actually appreciate the audio file. It is a sort of what he has become what he is becoming known for on our podcast. Um, but his email, he says, hi, FFC. I guess this is it. D1 coming to a close. This last write-up I knew was going to be a long one, and I hope it doesn't disappoint. What I remember most from D1 was the people I met. I know that it's very basic, but I got to reconnect with old friends and make a whole new group of friends, both here at FFC and with my clan. That and getting to come together at Guardian Con and hang out and meet so many kind, generous, caring people. To watch us raise $1.3 million for St. Jude's was beyond touching. If I had to pick a moment in all three years, it was actually that two days outside the game. Well, that and discovering the amazing lore that is so ingrained in this game. It's hard to pick a favorite moment without it remembering another and another. Here's to amazing new friendships and adventures in D2. See y'all starside. Thanks, Infested Potato. And finally, thank you for letting me be a part of what you three have created here. I hope I can continue to help wherever possible. Be safe. And then he also sent us this. Where did our story begin? We awoke without memory. Where our first lives ended, our second lives began. Not knowing anything of who we were, where we came from, how were we alive? What horrors now stalk the many shadows of our worlds? We fought died and lived again many times, earning our right to call ourselves a guardian. But guardian of what? What was it our ghost spoke of? A tower? The walls? A speaker? The vanguard? The city? A destination seemingly too far to reach for some, down a long, endless road, a last stronghold, where humanity's civilizations gathered after the horrors that ended us were routed, and now was the last sanctuary for the survivors and a beacon of hope that again one day we would rule our worlds. It was the last home of the Traveler, our savior, the bringer of our golden age, but now it stands silent, defended by those it once protected. Its towers, the home of the Guardians, its citizen safety, our charge. In the name of that defense, we have faced the worst of the shadows, the worst of the darkness and its followers. Dark gods and their worship of death, a sun, a nightmare in his own right, a slayer of millions and lord of Luna. We sought him out in the name of revenge and cast him into the abyss. His father, a king, second only to the darkness itself, we entered his court, his high war, accepted his challenge, and we proved our right to exist. We plunged into the depths of Venus to confront a master and manipulator of time itself, a conflux of all eventualities. We showed that guardians make their own fate. 
and a creature, fallen far beyond its brethren in a vain attempt to awaken a dark, ancient technology and become a god. We showed that light no matter its age will shine in even the darkest of caves and bunkers. We conquered them all and now stand on the edge of the unknown. What threats will come next? Whatever comes, we are the Guardians, and our might stretches far beyond the reaches of Earth or Mars or the edges of our solar system. Our enemies will fear us. They will tremble at the sound of our Titans' bootfalls, they will shiver at the sight of a hunter's toiling pistols, and they will flee at the very whisper of a warlock's arcane power. The dream of the city has grown beyond its own walls and will continue to grow as the hope of its citizens and the might of its defenders blossoms. The children of the city are no longer afraid. They play in the streets reenacting our victories over the champions of the darkness and for the first time since the walls rose, a light has appeared through the dark clouds of impending extinction. But even if our city falls tomorrow, if the walls come crashing down in a storm of fire, we will never stop fighting. We will never surrender. Not until the last breath of the last guardian dies its final death will hope be extinguished, and not even then. So we continue to stand against the Horde, against the darkness itself. Remember what we fight for. Whatever faction you represent, whatever order you believe in, believe in the Traveler, believe in the dream of the city, believe in humanity and all we have ever achieved, believe in the civilization that our ancestors set forth to create and take revenge on any of whom would try to stop us. We have shown that we are not ready to die and become forgotten memories, lost to the passage of time like so many that came before us. The universe will hear our war and they will know our legend has only just begun. That's been the show. Uh, yeah, that, I think we should end like it. It feels like an ending right there. Holy crud. <laughs> Why did you end with that one, Blue? No kidding. <laughs> oh, but there must be something really good after that oh, yeah. one. Oh, yeah, I got, I, got, I got some good ones after. Okay, cool. So I'm going to go ahead and read the next one, which actually oh, yeah. on that good, note too. is really good. And I'm going to do my best not to ruin it. Um, <laughs> this, <laughs> this one, this one is from Bjorn the Fellhanded and Mecha Drusilla. I'm assuming it's Bjorn the Fellhanded. He's the only Bjorn I know. Yes. Um, uh, yes. Anyways, you've forgotten the fear of death. He says to mock us, how little he knows. I have stood in the vault. I was witness to Kabir and held his final sacrifice. I learned of Pradith and his perpetual fall and how close I was to joining him as time unwound around me. And I stood before time's conflux and its oracles. And I was afraid. I mourned the first crow to fire team before the pit. Haunted by their names and fate, I held the hungry sword of a god. I made sharp from slain guardians. I felt its hunger grow as I fed the soul of its master, knowing it would consume me as easily as it did him. And I was afraid. His father, the Taken King, came for us, bearing a cold, sinister logic as beautiful and merciless as a sword's edge. It would have me embrace it, to take it, as he took and keep as he kept. I felt the temptation, 
of this abominable logic, but denied it. I took, but did not keep, and I was afraid. An old horror made new by misguided fallen. It threatened to consume everything. Reopening old wounds, it revealed a fate worse than death for a guardian. Corruption. And I was afraid. Now the cabal send the Red Legion here to crush us beneath their boots. Our connection to the Traveler has been severed. Again, I am afraid. But hear me, so-called Emperor. I am well acquainted with my fears, and I will face you as I face them. You will learn like those before. Guardians make their own fate. Way to go, Bjorn and Mechatruzilla. Yeah. That was I'm really s- good. He says it, it took almost three months to write. And it all, do you know what's the, and this is a very nuanced thing, but it you, you start with Kabir in the Vault of Glass and you, you end with a quote from the Vault of Glass. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a full circle. Very, mm-hmm. it's a very cyclical. Justin, Justin likes, Justin likes circles. Mm-hmm. Certainly in time. See time, time <laughs> in circle. Oh, That's why clocks are round. <laughs> oh. oh man. Um. All right. So you want me? Let's see. We got we got a couple more audios, and then we actually got some uh, input from Twitter. Uh, so obviously the Twitter what? ones are a little bit a little short, but uh, you know they had they had limitations. Like- 140 characters yeah, short. Yeah, it's about, I mean, it's not as bad as Game of Thrones, but they they killed it, so. Okay. <laughs> That's a really see, bad joke. See, I, I try. I don't even, That's I don't a- even. All right, anyways, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, honestly, I don't care. Uh, so the first one from Twitter is Jarhinge Art, and he says, honestly, his, be- his uh, or their favorite memory is pretty much any time I played with best friendos. Uh, awesome robot also from Twitter says the first vault of glass completion was definitely the top moment close second by flawless Raider and Crota's end as the designated swordsman. And then the last one from Twitter is Marcelo Wello, I think is how we go with that one. And they said, Marcello Wello. Sure. That one, uh, I just going to call him marshmallow. Um, when my friends carried me through my first Crota's end, and I sat in the crystal room and watched them kill Crota. There it is. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So I got I got three more audios. The first one of these is going to be from Young Khan. So here we go on that one. All right. Here we go. Uh, I want to thank uh, Focus Fire Chat for. Uh, Give me an outlet to uh, pass on my favorite Destiny 1 memory. Uh, this is Young Khan here. Uh, I have to say my favorite memory from Destiny 1 has to be meeting this awesome community at Guardian Con. It was, it was a life-changing experience. It literally changed my day-to-day life. Um, you know, meeting guys that I've been playing with for three years plus uh, from the clan. Shout out to N64 Josh. Uh, he's uh, the uh, he's our clan leader over the Luke clan. And, uh, you know, meeting those guys, having a beer with them, 
you know, giving them hugs. It was, it was my most cherished memory from Destiny 1. I can't wait to hear from everyone else. All right. And so big, big shout out to Young Khan for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have our, well, Justin, Justin knows this guy pretty well. Captain Kex, you know, Kex for the win. Kexy. Kexy. All right, here's Kex. What's up, Folk Destroyers Chat? This is Captain Kex. Thank you for having me on and letting me share my favorite year one memory. To give a little background, this takes place during the Moments of Triumph that was released at the end of, I think it was a uh, House of Wolves. Uh, One of the challenges was to defeat Skolas and... At the time, we had just gotten our second kid, so time, or rather playing synchronized with people, wasn't really an, an option for me. But work presented a little, a little bit of an opportunity for me. We had a um, client that was going to pass my hometown in the countryside, and we knew that he was going to pass it later in the day. So I volunteered to go home, sort of wait for him to move, and then escort him all the way to where he was going. My boss accepted it, so I went home, and I thought, well, I got a couple of hours now to, to kill Not Why not try Skolas? So I went online, I went on LFG, and I actually pretty quickly found a team. This was during the day in Sweden, so it's not crawling with people that are playing. Anyway, I got a team, but the problem was that one of the other two Guardians did not have a mic. And as you know, if you've done the Skulls fight, you sort of need to communicate, right? So we, we got a little system in place that he would use emotes to sort of tell us that he needed help or that he needed to pass along the Tainted Light buff. So we went to work, we started the event, and it went pretty smoothly. I think we got to up to the Skulls fight in just over an hour. And like I said, I knew that while I had a couple of hours... I wasn't unsure. I was very unsure on how many hours I had, so it sort of had to be done in one sitting. And we were sitting waiting for Skolas, and I realized I did not have any heavy synth. And I could not. We were worried that if I left to go to the tower to buy new ones, that could screw up the matchmaking. So we decided that we should try it anyway. So we went in. We started the encounter, and it went pretty smooth. I got. I had two good guardians with me. They, and you could see that they knew what they were doing. We were on top of the objectives. We were always keeping tabs on where the other guys were. So it worked very well through all the phases of Skolas. And we got him down to about, I think it was five, around 5% health left. And then you get, you get adrenaline pumping and you get nerves are starting to, to, come, to come up. And we had cleared all of the sort of objectives on the way. So we just had one thing left, and that's to kill Skolas. And we were down by the left-hand side in the little room with two entries uh, with a platform on top, and I mean, we were being hammered by shots left and right. We, we were popping out, shooting a little bit, popping in. And we shot, we uh, continued to get Skolas down. He went down to around 1%. He had a little half left. And he goes behind a cover, so we sort of move out a little bit to get an angle on him. And then I hear, this was on during Peter Dinklage, ghost time, guardian down, guardian down. 
I look down, try to move around, and I get chopped down. There was a shock captain behind us, and it was a melee uh, modifier. So one hit meant you died. And I was a Sun Singer Warlock, and I had just gotten my super just a couple of seconds before that. But I knew he was behind me. But, I mean, I had to do it because it, the failing time would, were counting down from five seconds. So I popped my super... And I immediately get chopped in the back by that same shock captain. So my health goes down to about a slitter health because I was in radiance and it didn't kill me outright. So I'm running and I'm being shot at from, well, from the right because I have a wall on my left, but from every direction it felt like. And it's, I mean, shots going, explosions. And I know that shock captain is chasing me, so I'm throwing grenades at the ground, trying not to land on them. So I go around halfway and I know my both my my guardians, guardian comrades are dead, right? So that debuff, that tainted light is going to come to me any second. It does, it comes, he puts an army around, I'm halfway around the big arena. So now I've got 30 seconds to get back, get a rest, get them to take it from me, also kill that shock captain. So I'm running back. I don't have any heavy ammo. <laughs> it never dropped for me during that whole entire encounter. So I'm running back. I'm I'm around three-fourths, and I realize I have 15 seconds left to go. So I'm asking the guy that can talk, can you see the captain? He can't, so it, we don't know where the captain is, but I have to take the chance, right? So I'm coming in, I've got my shotgun at the ready, I run in, I slide in, rest one guy, turn around, rest the other guy, while well, the first guy takes the buff debuff from me, turn around, shock captain comes at us, we all just unload on him, he goes down, we all turn around, and focus our fire on Skolas as he goes down. Magnificent. Oh my god. The screaming that was going on. And I, I, I think that the guy that was on mute probably screamed a lot too. It was insane. So we move out. We sort of <laughs> catch our breath in the throne room. And what do you know? Five minutes later, I kid you not, work calls. He's on the move. You have to go. Oh my god. Magnificent. That's... That that story really sort of embodies what Destiny really was for me. Those super intense moments when you're playing with other players or by yourself and you're at the brink of death and you manage by using all the powers at your disposal to, to get back, to, to finish the fight. That really was what got me hooked on Destiny and what kept me going through all those all these years. So thank you so much for letting me share my story. You guys are awesome. I love you guys. And yeah, as mine used to say, peace. <laughs> yes. Well. What? <laughs> oh, no. No, peace. no. No. So on that note, I've, I've saved one of the bets. I mean, Potatoes, Potatoes was epic in his own way. But mm-hmm. I have actually been given special permission for for this next one and you guys are gonna enjoy it i think so mm-hmm. without further ado here's uh here's the the number one lore youtube channel as we all lovingly call him number Mylan. four lore number four lore yeah that one too all right here uh-huh. he is oh, it's cracking everybody welcome back to Marlin games a daily disney video and I just had to put this video out. It literally just happened, and I'm grinning from ear to ear. This is a hard raid. Uh, 
in Vault of Glass, and we are already down to Guardians. If you haven't done the hard raid, when you die, you do not come back. And it has just got the craziest ending. I don't need to talk. You just need to watch this. That was freaking insane, man. Oh, let's break it down. Firstly, I do a <laughs> jump. It's the worst jump ever, and I'm in the wrong spot. Consequently, <laughs> Blizzard goes down. We are now three manning this mother. And, well, it's a wipe. We, we cannot win from here. It, bleh, bleh. We cannot win from here. It's just not going to happen. Because he's going to teleport all three of us, and then no one's going to be on the outside to open the gate. So we have to beat him. Self-resurrected on the outside, and just going for it. Pretty much need to take him down. It's the only way it's going to happen. Luckily, I'm a rocket launcher. With rocket, and it was fully reloaded. Almost died. Chuck another grenade. I've still got that on. Another rocket. Two more rockets in the barrel. Blast him with that too. Both other guardians go down on the inside. One more grenade. Try to finish off with a vision of confluence. And down he goes. Oh my god. This is Marlin Games. Peace. What? <laughs> Tell me you just took that off context to bit that. That was that was totally like what if. So so I asked I asked all all the guys. I went out and I was like, hey, you know, we're doing we're doing this this favorite memory of Destiny One, and Mylon sends me back a message. He's like, all right, I I unmarked this from private. Um, you can you can grab it real quick, and I was like, "Wait, I'm at, and I was at work, and I was like, I can't grab it right now. Um, I'm not I'm not where I can grab it. So you know, you could whatever." He's like, "Okay, okay, fine, fine, fine. I put it on Google Drive. It hurts me to put this there." And I was just like, "Oh, what? oh, now I'm stealing as much of that as I possibly can." So apparently, that is Mylan's video right after they defeated the Vault of Glass way back when. Um, nice. and he's like, he's like, that is like, he's like, that is the highest, like the high that he was on when he made that video. <laughs> he's that's, like, that is one of my favorites. That's awesome. <laughs> but that's like wow. him shout casting his own race. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> well, and that's I the thing is like, he sent he, like, I have the video itself and like, it is, it's him shout casting as it's played. It's like, oh my gosh. Oh, uh, I, that was probably one of the ones that I enjoyed the most. <laughs> I love how he's that, that there's three of them left <laughs> to try to finish this thing. And it's like, oh my gosh. And that is why Mylan number one for stream. Okay. <laughs> oh I love how gosh. your mic cut out at the right place. <laughs> <laughs> that was because did, it, did it bleep out lore? It, no, it, it bleeped number, out the number. It bleeped out whatever you were going to say at the end of that. Because no. do you know the story behind that? Yes, yes. Oh, <laughs> it's God. pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Oh, gosh. Um, so, are we out of audio? We're out of audio and submissions, I believe. Um, so, I want to ask real quick what the people are dying to know. Blue, oh, what was your favorite moment from D1?
It doesn't have to be one either. I mean, I know, that's you. You well, well, well. Just let's get some perspective. You've got your own podcaster. You could you could say more than one. So that's well, true. and it's the thing is like I think I really I I really would defer to I I know I don't know how many of the current listeners or the current people inside. Um, the the chat right now have heard the thank you message that i sent out a while back um but i think i can link it i think i still have it saved somewhere um i don't even know where where it is hang on let me see but the i i think really honestly that that is kind of my favorite is when we got to the point where i made this this audio clip um, I, I think, well, let me, let me play it. Let me play it real quick. Yeah. Hey everyone. I wanted to take a moment to chat with you uh, about something that's been on my mind a lot lately. Nothing's changing. So don't, don't worry about that. I just wanted to say something and figured that this was the best avenue to do so. I wanted to talk about community. It's a word that I use a lot when talking about the Focus Fire chat family. Those of you who have been with us for a while probably know that and are probably rolling your eyes at me right now. I might overuse it, but in in my mind, that's because this whole thing isn't about one person or one team. It's about us, the community, the family that we've built here and what we grow closer to every time we turn on our phones, computers, or consoles. Without each other, we wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be here. We get emails and questions a lot about how the FFC got started. Most most know the story by now, but for those of you just jumping on board, let me give you a quick recap. I'm a huge Halo fan, again, something most of you probably know. So when I saw that there was something going to be a collection of all the Halo games on the Xbox One, I used that as an excuse to upgrade from the 360. In doing so, I got to choose a game to get for free, which introduced me to Destiny. I quickly found out that in order to get anything worthwhile out of the game in the beginning, you needed a group. Okay? So I went to the BNET forums and I looked around. I found a group called the Dads of Destiny, or DOD for short, that was right up there for my playstyle, especially since I was, at that time, a brand new parent. I joined up with one of the clans and eventually found a group that would later form one of the first family clans within the DOD, Leroy Jenkins. This made me something of a person of interest for the rest of the admin team in the DoD, and so I was brought into their chat as basically an advisor for the small number of family clans that they had at that time. This in turn introduced me to Justin and Willie, both who shared my interest in the underlying story of the game. After a number of annoyed posts about us clogging up the admin chats with lore-related banter, we moved over to a new chat. Justin had the idea to call it the Focus Fire Chat, and thus the lore band was born. This chat, which was made separate from the DoD admin chats, was open to all. It was a true attempt to make a cross-community gathering where we could come together in a safe environment to chat about the thing that we all loved, games and their stories. As some might recall, the band chat was extremely busy. The combination of having to combine topics into the same room and the challenges of general administration via the UI were something that we quickly outgrew. But prior to that growth spur, we were approached by a number of people who loved what we were doing, but couldn't manage to keep up with the chat because of their life outside of gaming. Work always does interfere with having fun. 
and so they wanted to know if we could record a recap of the week's topic for them to listen to during the day. Having no clue what we were doing, we of course agreed. How hard could it be? Turns out we were decent at it, and I, you know, I hope we're getting better every episode. I know that I'm constantly badgering our podcasting team for ideas on how to change things for the better, even today. Just ask Justin. He will love to tell you about the harassment that I put him through, I'm sure. But that's where the podcast came from, which soon after led to the establishment of the game streams, the extra lore episodes, and even even the behind-the-scenes concept. Throughout all this, all the changes and all the missteps that we have done, there has been one constant. You guys. The community. And for that, I will never be able to fully express my gratitude or the sense of honor that I have to be able to call myself part of this family. I know that, for me, there have been friendships forged that will never go away. There are relationships here that will continue to define me even if I wake up tomorrow and I'm no longer able to play video games. And I hope that throughout the past few years that you have found some of those as well. We are all brighter because we are able to come together. We learn more together than we do apart, which is where our unofficial little tagline comes from. Explore together. We discuss and we decipher the lore of the games, the books, the comics, and whatever else is out there that we love. And because we are passionate about it, sometimes we have sparks flying from the conversation. But at the end of the day, we come together out of the common interest and love for a deeper understanding of the worlds of our imaginations. And that passion, that love, is what makes it so easy for us not only to defend our opinions with an iron will, but also open up and welcome new members of the community with kindness. You all are amazing. You all make this whole thing worth doing. To the new arrivals of our family, I want to say welcome home. To the members of the family, no matter when you joined us, I want to say thank you for your endless support and your continued passion. To the moderator team, you all do so much. There are not enough words to fully express how grateful I am for all of you. Thank you for everything. To the podcasting team, I want to say I'm sorry for pushing you, but you're worth it, and you push me to be better more than I'm sure you will ever know. The Destiny community is an amazing one, and it's one that I am honored to be a part of. The members of the community have changed over the past few years, but the heart and soul have stayed loyal to its original self. And that's what's important. Thank you. So that's my favorite memory. No, I win. Yeah. So, yeah, because you have like a whole graph thing with like music and stuff. Yeah, and I'm good at that. <laughs> I'm good at that. Like uh, you and Potato just keep and Kex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So green, green. <laughs> you gonna make me do it now? I thought you were gonna get it. You were getting a last minute email from somebody. I am trying to, but they're. Uh, I thought you had. I thought you had an email from someone in your house. Oh, that's true. You should oh, get that one. Okay. Oh my I, gosh. I just, just one more. Just I don't want. More. I don't want Justin to be. Uh, I, I should not. I'll get in trouble if I, don't I know. Leave this one. Yes, you he, will. So it's you'll, not very you'll long. Owe him, you'll owe him all the chicken nuggets. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's not very long. It's not very detailed. It's it's not really. I don't think it meets all the criteria for what makes a story. But um, <laughs> uh, my son, when he heard when he heard what our 
so it was tonight. He he was really adamant that he wanted to write something for it. So he's you know he's nine. So he uh, he said one time in Destiny, me and my cousin and some other guy tried the three man vault of glass. First of all, ill fated should have. <laughs> Pick the better team composition <laughs> or whatever. Um, so I love, I love uh, the I love the the judging that's already taking place. Yeah, <laughs> like oh, he's, he's like, hey dad, like I can remember this day because I walk in and he goes, hey dad, we're three men in vault of glass, and I think in my head, oh, so you're effing around, like you're not you're not trying to achieve anything because <laughs> you're th- trying to three man vault of glass. But um, anyways, so. He says, we tried that. So this is pretty much him and his cousin in a rando, Randall. And uh, basically, I'll, I'll read what he says, but I remember the instance, and I'll tell you why it kind of touched me personally. But uh, he says, one time in Destiny, me and my cousin, some other guy, tried a three-man vault of glass. I ran a relic, and my cousin was protector, and the other guy just stood there looking pretty. So that's <laughs> Gavin wrote at nine years uh, old. But this is what I saw. So the the third person, and I, I had the headphones on and, and talked to him for a bit, um, was a grown man. And he literally jumped in vault of glass with with my uh with my ten year old cousin and my nine year old son and taught my son how to run relic. So it was it was a really cool it was a really cool thing. My my son didn't really catch it. He just what he caught was he thought that he was running relic because he was the best choice. Like he thought he was running relic because he was the all star. But <laughs> basically, he said he'd never run relic, and this guy was like, "Oh, well, let's teach you how to run relic." And it was really cool. I sat there and watched it for a long while, and it was it was a pretty cool. It, it's it's one of those things those things that only happens in Destiny. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It just it just only happens at Destiny. Like there's just no other precedent in a video game for it that I can think of of people people taking time out of their schedule, out of their playtime and devoting it to furthering someone else. Like it's it's weird. Much it's less weird. somebody who is pre prepubescent. Like you hear yeah. somebody who is yeah. young and you're like, "Okay, yeah, every other days. every other word is bro. Mm-hmm. He's dabbing. It's just it's annoying. <laughs> so, um, anyways, <laughs> I can imagine so, him trying to dab and play the controller at the same yeah, time. Yeah, it's it's hard. You can hit R one. That's about it. Um, so <laughs> I I did have another one real quick from a from a supporter of mine, uh, Mister Hurt Chain. Says he started playing Destiny with no clue what he was doing. Never even understood why his character did what they did. And I never got back the loot at the end of the game. Kept coming back to the game day after day only because of the stories the world's told through their visuals. Lore communities, FFC in particular, gave me that deeper understanding that kept me coming back. This community made the game better than what Bungie ever presented to me. No amounts of raids or exotic could ever compete with the theory crafting and lore I gained from this community. It truly was the greatest part of Destiny. Hope that's not too late. No, it wasn't hurt. I got it in. Mm-hmm. 
so yeah um after having gotten those two that i was honor bound to get to get out um I actually have two moments in Destiny that were my favorite moments of Destiny 1. And just one one is kind of like a quirky little little weird story of mine. And that's I'd been grinding my thorn bounty in, in vanilla for a good long while, which is to no avail. I didn't have I didn't have a word of Crota. Um I I didn't have an Atheon's epilogue at the time. So you know, I was really struggling to get those void kills to get that thorn on the first go round. So, um, you know, finally I got an Atheon's epilogue. I got a, and also got a, a sword breaker and, um, and a word of Crota. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to spend all weekend on this, uh, on this thorn quest to get thorn. And, um, somewhere in that weekend, there was a raid scheduled in and we we all jumped in the raid and i think we were class and um during the middle of the raid everyone got kicked and it was one of those weird nights where just i think it was a bungee servers thing and not just like a individual (laughs) type problem because um the whole fire team got kicked everyone got kicked out of the instance and no one could connect with anyone else and we all sat in orbit you know, and we're we're typing messages on band back and forth. We all sat in orbit, um, trying to get with one another so we could get back in this raid. And after an hour of trying, most people had quit. But after an hour of trying, I was able to connect and get in the game with my clan founder, Mountain Fraggle. And we were the only two out of the whole clan who were who were able to connect with one another. So we're like, what are we going to do? You know, like, what are we going to do? There's no one else. Like, and that was back before we really played Crucible. Before, you know, the content had gotten to the point to where we were forced to play Crucible. So, you know, we were really just PvE players. So, um, you know, we were like, what are we going to do? And I was like, well, I can work on this Thorn Bounty. He said, I have that too. So we, we literally worked through the Crucible kills until both of us had the void kills for the crucible. And then um, literally we went and killed Zyor, the unwed and the Fogoth strike. And we did all the steps of the thorn bounty, just the two of us, because no one else could get in the game. Um, (laughs) And ended up at the end of the night, we had thorn and it was three in the morning. And I was like, and we were just like shooting the big thorns at each other's feet. Um, trying to uh you know like seeing the big bullets hit the ground but um that that was a really cool memory because it was like a really negative thing the raid getting you know kind of 86 and and everything was kind of a bummer but out of it came came a really cool night which was like you know just hanging out and and completing this impossible bounty that we had you know no other choice than to just do it that was the only thing we had to do so, um, the other really cool, and that was a really long story. So <laughs> this one, this one will be really short, but second story is pretty much, uh, my son, Gavin, who was like eight, maybe seven or eight at the time, really wanted to do a raid. And it was right when I started with my clan, DOD, Chatter White crew. And, um, 
I I was doing raids like I was doing three way three raids a week, which which is I I don't do near that now. But I was I was living that that three character life at the time, and he I would literally put him to bed, and he would say, "What? Are, where are you going? Like, why can't you stay in here with me?" And I would be like, "No, I'm gonna go do a raid." Like I I wouldn't lie to him. I'd tell him he'd be like, "I want to do a raid." I was like, "But dude, I can't ask all these grown people to." I can't ask all these grown people to, you know, like stop what they're doing and run a kid through the raid. Um, and he would, he would always be super bummed by that. And, um, I remember it was, it was going to be his God. I think it was his sixth or his seventh birthday. So, um, I said it was during Crota and I said, I put on our band chat. I said, Hey guys, you know, this is a completely, volunteer basis thing but i my son really wants to get a raid under his belt and if if anyone's free and would just like to you know just help run him through it i figured him and five of us at max light we could really get it done you know not that bad and um i expected people to kind of like him haw and be like yeah i don't know uh, you know because who wants to wants to run a kid through the raid you know when you could be doing it with adults and getting the, getting the rewards quick and moving on. Um, I expected kind of a mixed response or, or for people to be kind of like hesitant. It blew up like really quick and people are like, Oh, I'm in, I'm in like what time. And then mad, the thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It filled up and then people got angry that they weren't a part of it. Like um, the, the party chat for the thing filled up and I didn't know that could happen at that point. Like I, so, so literally people were having to come into party chat, say, say what they were going to say and leave. And then another person would party come into party chat and say what they're going to say. But it was all like, Oh, get him, Gavin, you're going to kill Crota and, and you're going to get all this and you're going to get that. And um, like literally most like, well, I don't want to say most groups, like I would have figured they would have just like putting them doing a busy job. Um, you know, and, and, and kill, kill a boss quick and then say, Oh, you beat the raid. They had him running sword. He ran the sword across the bridge. He, he ran sword on Crota a few times. Like he, he was an active member of the raid team and like literally like you can do a, you can do a million nice things for me, but if you do one nice thing for my kid, like it's, it's, it's literally like, you're you're just you're just family at that point. So hmm. that that was one of my favorite destiny moments is is just the way my clan, which at that point we weren't all quite just like bros at that point. Like we were we were good friends that played video games all the time, but I wouldn't have given any of them my address, if that makes sense. Like um It but doesn't matter. After- Man- Manny already had it. Yeah, after that, after that it all changed. After that it all changed and and it was it was much more a family atmosphere. Um and yeah, yeah, I mean, that's what the Destiny community is like that. Like like that's weird. Could you could you imagine any other video game that happening? In- I can't. I can't even imagine trying to follow you after a- Oh my gosh. Yeah, so that's that that is my penultimate 
favorite Destiny moment. Just just because even back then, I didn't have two sets of headphones. So literally, I sat on the couch while he wore the headphones, and I just watched. And I could hear their voices, kind of, but he was having his own thing. Um, and the few times that I, I took the headphones from him and talked to them, they were like, hey, Justin, get off. Man, we're talking to Gavin. Like, um, <laughs> Yeah, like Dude, it was, your kid's cool. Back off. Yeah, yeah. It was it was it was really cool. Like And robot job. Then that makes again. <clears throat> well, Green, what about you? What's your favorite? You know, it's it's hard to follow some of these stories because a lot of them are like super super family oriented. It feels slightly, I guess, selfish in some ways because my biggest memory about Destiny One is the fact that all of my closest friends at this point, and I kind of mentioned this earlier, are part of the Destiny community. Like I, my raid team, I did not know before Destiny One. I didn't ever work with them. Now, granted, the person who introduced me to them was somebody that I had worked with pre- previously, but the raid team that I work with now lives in Denver. They're part of the reason that I got convinced to move to Colorado. And working with you guys, I I did not know about Focus Fire Chat. I think I was telling you this night. I did not know who Focus Fire Chat was af- until after listening to Guardian 1 and listening to Bell talk about some of the different highlight groups that she was talking about, like the podcast and some of the clans and whatnot. I didn't know anything about it. I I never played first person shooters besides Borderlands, which the only reason I played Borderlands is because some of the teacher friends I had played it. I never played it because I wanted to. Now I read the Halo books and I thought the stories were really cool, but I was not a gamer really even in college i really didn't play that much except for skyrim i think i put more than enough time into skyrim and and uh what was it at that time oblivion i put a lot of i put a lot of hours in oblivion but i never played first person shooters and i never really got involved into the story of a game this deeply until i started watching some of sir wallen's videos and then I, that introduced me into Bife's videos and Mylan's videos. And then I found Guardian 1 and found you guys through that. And some of or my Guardian best Radio. memories. Yeah, Guardian Radio, not Guardian 1. Um, some of my best memories come from just diving deeper into this group. I mean, in some ways, it's it seems slightly surreal being a part of the community because I was just a listener. For the longest time, I just watched the videos. I just learned through osmosis in some ways until I decided, okay, I I think I could do this. I can get involved. I can help. I know I'm good at this kind of thing. And I jumped in. And from that, it just snowballed. I, I mean, like I was saying earlier, my closest friends now are fine. It's, I mean, I hear from Jay every single day. I hear from Justin every once in a while when he decides to check his Twitter. Hey! Um, hey! Um, it's true. You don't check. You don't check band, and sometimes you're on Discord. What's band? See exactly. 
Who or not checks, banned. Why would I check banned? It, well, you or Hangouts, Google Hangouts. You're in that chat, but you didn't check that in <laughs> months. I'm serious. Anna checks it more than you. It's First just of not all, the team. I've got a finite amount of chats I can check. At which point <laughs> I overload. Yeah, I can. I hear you on that. What's that mean? Mm, you are a robot sometimes. I think finite. Finite means there's a there's a limited amount. But I don't think I would have made the like it's it's strange. It's strange to think that some of my closest friends right now that I may not have ever met. I've met Jay, I've met I mean I mean Blue, and I've met Pins and I think I mean I've met Scrappy and Infested Potato and a few of the other guys from chat at Guardian Con, but beyond that they're just people I know on the internet. And it seems really odd to say that some of my best friends are the people that are on the internet because of this game, because mm-hmm. of this community. Yeah. It, it's weird because if, if I finally get to meet pins and he's not a dog or a bear, I'm going to be really upset. Pins is awesome. He's like a big teddy bear, but it's funny he because- looks like, he <laughs> looks like, he looks like the guy from Moana. Yes. <laughs> You're welcome, Pins. You're welcome. No, uh, it's it's just funny because there's a corgi that's on his like Discord uh, profile pic, and and I, I can just see a dog that vaguely looks like that, and mm-hmm. I'll be like, "Hey, Pins!" Oh no, it's not Pins. It's just a dog. Pins looks like like he likes doggies. And he, no. the thing is, is like pins. I know it's not, I know we talk about pins quite a bit, but pins checks on me on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. It's, it's odd. It's odd because you don't expect somebody on the internet to do that. But I feel very close to pins because of that. He's a close friend to me, even mm-hmm. though pins and I have literally spent maybe two days together. Period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I'm with you. Internet friends are real friends. Like yeah. we're all friends. We're just it's, friends. It's family. Yeah. That's that's what I love about this is is I've said it since the beginning. Like if you know, once once you've been on or once you've been in, once you've been in the chat, once you've been in stream, you're focused fire fam. And mm-hmm. then that, that there's no there's no washing that stain off of you. <laughs> You're, that you're doesn't just, go away. Yeah, you're just <laughs> you're just done at that point. <laughs> um, well, you guys want to close it out with some shout outs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, then we got some treats at the end. Oh, yeah, that's right. Do you want to do that before? or uh, We can do shout outs and roll to the end. And then that way, if you want to like append it at the end or do something weird with it, you can. I like the uh, second option. Okay, green. What shout outs oh, do you have? Uh, shout outs. Shout outs. We are doing Neverwhere by Neil Gaiman and Fraggle. Listen very closely. It's Neverwhere, not Starship Troopers. You missed last month. You need <laughs> to move think. on to this month. He For the last two days, he's been telling me we're doing Starship Troopers. I'm like, no, dude, you missed um, it. I'm so upset you're not doing that book by Neil Diamond. Oh, God. Okay, so we're doing that book. 
you could get a free audiobook if you don't have time to read it. It's Where actually, would you get something like that? You know, audible.com. What is it? www.audible. What is it? Audibletrial.com Audible slash FFC. Slash- we also have a link on the, uh, the website for all this stuff. Right. So there's the shameless plug for that. Um, the book actually is not terribly long if you pick it up at your local library. Uh, most libraries will carry it because it was a fairly popular book when it first came out because it came out at the be- fairly early on when they were developing the TV show. It was Gaiman's basically addendum to the TV show because everything that they cut out of the TV show, he put into the book. So if you enjoyed that show or don't know about that show, I would highly suggest it because it is a very interesting thought on the people who most people forget about. Uh, Beyond that, I don't think I have much of a shout out this week besides for the people at hopefully Microsoft who are going to help me figure out how to fix my Xbox. Shout out to Microsoft for doing that. Thank you guys ahead of time. Please do that. Okay. Justin. Justin, what about you? By the way, thank you people ahead of time for doing things you hope they would do is really passive aggressive. Um, I'm not being passive aggressive. I'm being <laughs> no, I would just like to give a a great big shout out to um, all all of our little built in support system here. The blue, green, um, you know, I mean, just everyone who gives me a forum for my well thought out um, witty banter. Um, I really appreciate it. And also my not so well thought out stupid banter. I mean, there needs that's that needs a place too. The question um, is which banter is the better banter? I don't know. I think it's a combination. It's like um the ratio of mustard to ketchup oh, on a McDonald's Lord. on a McDonald's oh, cheeseburger. I mean uh, Okay. That's a serious debate though. Do oh, you want more gosh. ketchup or do you want more mustard? Uh there it's, we it's, go. It's um fifty nine forty I think it's fifty nine forty one, but no, no, um we will not be drawn on this issue. Uh yes. No chipmunk voice tonight, Pins. I didn't break my computer. <laughs> Thank God. Well, next week we're gonna be doing the return of yes. Uh so we'll we'll keep that very close to the chest and you will find out what that is next week um the big shout out to green boy 135 and the chocolate shark for the twitch chocolate shark. this week we really we really appreciate your guys' support over there on twitch um i did see an announcement if you are considering either subbing to our twitch channel or any twitch channel really uh, Twitch is actually going to be, I think, running a deal. They said uh, first subs are half off, I believe, is what they said. Really? Um, yeah, it it was a really interesting thing. I don't know. They're they're talking about it from TwitchCon. So, but you do yeah. get a sub for free if you're on Twitch Prime. If you don't know that already, if you're part of Amazon Prime, you can hook up Twitch Prime and you get yes, one free yeah. sub a month. So, all right. And- well, with. Go for no, it. no, it's gonna say big O, big wow. I'm I'm sorry. All the all the different chats are getting mixed up in my head. Thank you to Twisted Fox for the kind words. 
in Discord. Thank you very much. Yeah, I saw that too. All right, guys, let's run through the outro, and then I believe Justin has something for the after show. So we'll do that real quick. With that, we'll begin to wrap the chat up. Thank you again to those over on Twitch for coming to spend your evening with us. If you'd like to join us for a live streaming of the episode each week, please be sure to give us a follow over on twitch.tv slash focusfirechat. Links to all our other sites can also be found with our episode archives over on the new and improved www.focusfirechat.com. Please be sure to email us at focusfirechat at gmail.com with any feedback or questions for our team concerning the podcast. And please, please, please let us know how we're doing by giving us some feedback on iTunes as well. Also, make sure to check out our partner podcast within the Guardian Radio Network over on theguardiansofdestiny.com. So, until next time, focus your fire and may your light shine bright. <laughs>